0: This is BYU Sports Nation, brought to you by the BYU Store, simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now, from Studio B, here's Spencer Linton and
1: Jerem Jordan. Oh, yeah, BYU Sports Nation is live. Your day-to-day play-by-play back in Studio B, presented by the BYU Store. Official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. It is Tuesday, October 5th, wherever and however you're connected Great to have you with us. I am Spencer Linton, teamed up alongside a man who is on a quest to locate the lost beehive boot, Jerem Jordan.
2: Where is the beehive boot? So, we've been told for years, you know, hey, the winner of the state gets the beehive boot. So, Utah, Utah State, BYU, who gets the beehive boot? BYU gets it this year. We haven't really cared about this because BYU never beat Utah previously, right? For like a decade. But now the BYU has wins over Utah and Utah State, where's that boot at? We want that beehive boot. Do you remember when you first
1: learned about the Beehive Boot? Because I think I learned about it from NCAA football 2003.
2: Yeah, probably.
1: Whenever BYU would play Utah, or Utah State, yeah. this little Beehive Boot would pop up. And say, "Oh, the battle for the Beehive Boot." And I'm like, "That's a thing."
2: Yeah. So, what? On serious question, where is it? Like, where is it? Who? I, I'm assuming Utah has it.
1: I had a conversation with a few high level BYU athletics. Employees after the game against Utah State, and they said, uh, "Yeah, we need to track this thing down because BYU owns the state. We we need the Beehive Boot in the Student Athlete Building on display."
2: Yeah, where is it? No serious question. Is it question. hidden
1: at the University of Utah?
2: Where, where is it? I mean, we we have the wagon wheel. Oh yeah. Well,
1: this, we want to rock yeah. the Beehive Boot. Let's go! If you have any information, you can contact Crime Stoppers. No. What's Crime Stoppers? Just a stupid hotline. Oh gotcha. in Palm Springs. I shouldn't say stupid. To
2: so the people, Palm Springs, there were people crime that, stoppers, that helped like, that yeah, out. Yes,
1: who stole the Beehive Boot? Yeah, what the heck? Here's your show lineup. Of course, we would love more details. Hashtag BYUs. And if you know where the Beehive Boot is, we're going to rank every game remaining on the BYU football schedule left from most concerning to least concerning. Dave McCann, longtime play-by-play man. After further review, host will join us to discuss that. And is he okay with Jacob Conover, the third-string quarterback, starting against Boise State? Would you prefer BYU in the Peach Bowl or the Fiesta Bowl? The correct answer is yes, plus it's Top 5 Tuesday. Bring on today's BYU Sports Station headlines.
2: Number 10, BYU and Boise State, Saturday afternoon, ABC, BYU Radio. Which QB will suit up for the Cougars, however? Here's Kalani Stuck.
0: Yep. Uh, as far as right now, they're all still in, in, in uh, contention to play this Saturday. So uh, until I, we practice and get a look at them, um, no one's been taken off. Uh, so every, right now as today, uh, everyone's still available to play.
2: That's why you need to stick off his game some shit. got a concussion. He's probably not going to play. Um, all good. Maybe the- there's a
1: miraculous recovery.
2: For the latest from the coach, check out the Sitake Show tonight, 8.30 Eastern, on the BYU TV app.
1: You think he'll be asking about it again? <laughs> I would hope so. <laughs> yeah. Congratulations to Tyler Algier, Joe Tukuafu, and Campbell Barrington, all named to the Pro Football Network Team of the Week for their individual performances in BYU's win against Utah State. Kirk Herbstreit of ESPN names Tyler Algier fifth on his top performers of Week 5 list. And Ryan Rico named to the Ray Guys 8 for week five of the season, the eight honorees, including Rico, are now eligible for the Ray Guy Award Punter of the Week honor that will be announced later
2: today. Cornerback Michael Davis of the Chargers had five tackles on Monday Night Football last night to help the Chargers give the Raiders first loss despite a 45-minute indoor lightning play. I still don't understand how that worked.
1: There are openings on the outside oh, of the stadium. Openings. Gotcha. On the outside. I didn't know there were openings. And so our buddy Steve Young was a little confused, but apparently there is a chance that the lightning could
2: strike sideways if they're opening and go into the stadium. I didn't know they were opening. No, no, I get it. Yeah, yeah.
1: Five billion dollar stadium, indoors. Five billion dollar stadium. And you yeah.
2: thought Solomon's Temple was expensive?
1: And still prone to a lightning delay. How about that? BYU women's the point volleyball. of being
2: indoors. Exactly.
1: What is the point? BYU women's volleyball jumps one spot to number nine in the latest ABCA coaches poll. The Cougars have a record of 14-1. and 1. Their only loss is to the currently second-ranked team in America, Pitt, on the road.
2: That was without Taylor and by next way.
1: How about that? The Cougs take on Portland this Thursday at home. You can watch it live streaming on the BYU TV app. Kennedy Eschenberg also named the WCC Defensive Player of the Week. She averaged over two blocks per set and wins against Santa Clara and San Francisco.
2: Brecken Mozingo wins the West Coast Conference Offensive Player of the Week in women's soccer after a brace at number 16 Gonzaga and the Cougars' 6-1 thrashing of the Zags. BYU hosts St. Mary's tomorrow night, 9 Eastern, on the BYU TV app and BYU Radio.
1: BYU men's golf currently finishing round two of the Paintbrush Invitational in Parker, Colorado. Okay. Yeah, that's a thing. BYU has a team in fourth place. Zach Jones, the top Cougar individual right now. At eight over, Parry's tied for ninth. Tough
2: course. And the softball team has a blue and white scrimmage this afternoon. All rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending.
0: You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation.
1: What's Trending presented by Bodyguards. Protection for a life worth living. Learn more at bodyguards.com. The BYU Cougars, 5-0. and According to ESPN's what? Football Power Index, they had an 11% chance of starting the season nice. 5-0. and Seven games remain. Jerem, the question is, of those lucky seven games remaining in the regular season, what are the toughest left on BYU's schedule? Let's rank them, shall we?
2: Well, we, we did it this morning, so let's show you. Uh, here's what we think. So, uh, in order, and uh, hopefully I remember. Baylor, uh-huh. USC, Boise State, Virginia... And Washington State.
1: Okay, not surprisingly, the four power fives this remaining in the top think. five with Boise State kind of mixed in the middle there.
2: Okay, now USC, uh, you know, had a couple losses. We thought they were the toughest team on the schedule before the season. Um, we both felt that way. Um, FPI rank, USC is higher than Baylor right now, and the win percentage chance for BYU is higher against Baylor than it is USC, uh, meaning BYU has a lesser chance to win against USC. So ESPN saying USC is the toughest opponent left on the season. Uh, left on the schedule. I think the reason we think uh Baylor is is because USC's had a few struggles. Obviously, getting blown out by Oregon State, you look li- you- we're licking our chops here going. Oh, that's a winnable game in the they Coliseum. They fired
1: their head coach less than a fourth of the way into the season.
2: Yeah. And and obviously the uh injury to Kaden slovis and then Jackson Dart uh at a corner canyon tears the meniscus, Jackson Um, Keaton Slovis comes back they win now Stanford is better than we think now when Stanford blew out USC with brother elder Tanner McKee that was like whoa now brother elder Tanner McKee has defeated Oregon as well and
1: USC yeah
2: how about that so those are two pretty good wins man so uh USC is gonna be tough I don't care if USC's five and seven that's a tough game for BYU always no matter what and we've talked about this before. When the dust settles on a season, a lot of times when BYU like wins a big game on the road, if that p- is a Power Five team and they won at least eight games, that's a rare instance in BYU history. That's a tough win to sure, get. Sure, Baylor's so,
1: going to win eight games.
2: Yeah, they're four and one right now. They're going to win eight, you'd think, right? Unless they collapse. So, that, yes, Baylor, USC, Boise State still good. I know they're two and three. Again, I'm going to scream it the whole week. Boise State's good. Don't. Be underestimate the Broncos this week. Um, Virginia and Washington State. It doesn't mean Virginia stinks. just means they're fourth on the list. And then Washington State, I think they're actually not that good. Um, BYU should win that game for sure. Utah short.
1: State beat Washington State on the road. Yeah. yeah. Nick Rolovich has uh, got a little bit of a political situation going on up in Pullman. We're getting vaxxed
2: or not as a uh-huh. state employee. Uh-huh.
1: Well, it's weird. It's become a distraction. It's become a full-on distraction for that team.
2: Oh, yeah. No. That's, that's
1: not good. Like that, that thing has gone way. Out, it's blown, blown way out of proportion. So there are weird things happening in that camp. But I don't I'm,
2: know that it's been blown out of proportion. He just hasn't answered the question.
1: I'm with you, USC, Baylor, Baylor number one. I just think Baylor right now is a little bit more cohesive as a unit than USC, based on the things we just discussed with the Trojans. By having a head coach, yeah, yeah. You don't have an interim head coach. What?
2: They, don't they have a, USC they lost have an to Stanford
1: and they fired? Clay Helton.
2: Yeah, they have an interim head
1: coach. Right. Baylor coaches. doesn't have an interim head coach. Oh, right, right, right. They have an actual head coach. Yeah, they coach. have Dave Aranda. Yes. Yeah. So Baylor, USC. Boise State is interesting, and part of the reason I wanted to put them number three is because of BYU's current quarterback situation. Like, the t- it when the game is played and who's available also factor into this.
2: Wait, Wait. oh no. Hank Bachmeyer is playing. Maybe for Boise State. Oh, my gosh. Okay. By, by the way, this will be the first uh, start for Brother Bachmeyer against uh, BYU. He didn't play in 2019. He didn't play in 2020. Hence the Bronco tears relative to those games. But, listen, there's a good chance BYU starts a third-string freshman quarterback, just like 2019, on Saturday. And his name is Jake. Jacob- and rain
1: is in the forecast, just like it was in 2019. Well,
2: well, well. And who's calling the place? Uh, Aaron Roderick again. So. Is
1: BYU going to start a third-string quarterback at home against Boise State again? It
2: might have to. It all depends on Jaron Hall's health. I, that, there's, there's like no way Baylor Romney plays this week. Come on.
1: This is why Boise State's think? number three on the list. When and the circumstances going into this game make me more concerned about this game than when Virginia comes in on, on October Even 30th.
2: the BYUers coming back to town on my birthday, by the way.
1: Okay. Yeah. People are saying, hey, what about game six and seven? BYU is going to win at Georgia Southern, and they're going to win handily against Idaho State. Okay?
2: I thought Live on BYU TV. Live on BYU TV. Dude, we have a contract. Well, that's why I let you say it. Oh, okay.
1: Okay, that's part part of your deal. I just need to know you're on board. That's part of your deal. It is. BYU has a 2.8% chance to win out according to ESPN's football power index.
2: Yeah, I I just think BYU is losing one to two games still. Like, it's going to happen. 84 was 84 because the schedule was easier. This isn't an easy schedule.
1: According to ESPN's Football Power Index, BYU's remaining strength of schedule is 78th yeah. in the country. Well, so not a world beater.
2: Yeah. No, listen. BYU can win 10 in the regular season. Maybe 11. BYU can win 11. Like BYU like, can win 12. Like As t- BYU already won the toughest
1: game on the schedule, Arizona State... They're ranked number 22 right I, now. I
2: would argue getting over the hump of Utah was the toughest thing. To sure. me, that's the toughest thing. But if you're just talking like— Best y- opponent. You, yeah, yeah. If you just say like opponent and there's nothing else, Arizona State right Air, now. We'll find out yeah, more about they, Arizona State this listen, weekend. Their wow. win, their win on Saturday was fantastic.
1: Arizona State, Stanford this Saturday. Ooh,
2: that's a sneaky one. Okay. Probably on the Pac-12 network at 11.59 right. p.m. Pacific time. You may have to just struggle kidding. a little bit to just, find that game. Just kidding, just kidding. Now now we're all high and mighty, Big 12. No. <laughs> Not yet. You're right. we were
1: making fun of the Pac-12 never before BYU was a member of the Big 12.
2: Yeah, we shouldn't be too ba- We don't have HD distribution on Dish and Direct. Like, <laughs> use the app. Whatever. Like, everyone has an issue. It's all good. It's all good.
1: Our question of the day. I don't want to
2: make fun of other networks. You're right.
1: In your opinion, what are the toughest games left on BYU football schedule? Let's hear from you, BYUSN, in voice of the nation. This is The Voice of the Nation on BYU Sports Nation. First response from Brandon Bourget on Twitter. Boise State, number one. Potentially starting a new quarterback, BYU, against a team that's hungry for redemption. They're hungry. The context is heavy. Number two, Baylor, nationally relevant. Mm-hmm. Number three, Virginia, emotions on both sides. There's
2: the emotion with Baylor, too. Jeff Grimes and Eric Patel. Yes.
1: Not USC. Much. Most talented team on paper, BYU will play all year. 100%. Four? Georgia 100%. Southern trap game. No. Washington State doesn't make the list. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Listen, Georgia Southern runs the triple option. And speaking of coach, they've already fired their head coach. Yes, they, they have <laughs> an <laughs> interim head coach too. But BYU has lost to an interim head coach in a bowl game. Washington. 2013. Marcus Tuas, uh, By the way, uh, Boise State this week. Read, uh, is it Beatsy? Beatsy. From my wife. Please call it Boise and not Boise. Every time someone says it wrong, I have to hear. There's no Z in Boise. Thank you for coming to my TED talk. Now, oh, listen. We, I, I think we've been we, good about this. We are from the school of uh, correct pronunciation. Okay? Correct. Yes. It's Boise, not yeah, Boise. Boise. No Z. Okay. And then the other one is Gonzaga. Okay. We've been screaming from the rooftops for years. Everyone says one of the following: Gonzaga, which is super wrong. That's like saying Oregon or Nevada. Just get the heck it's out of here. Not the Zogs. You, They're from, the Zags. What are you from Connecticut? Get out of here. Okay, love the Connecticut Boise fans, but pronounce it correctly. Okay, Louisville. Yes, Louisville. Okay, Gun, gun Zaga? No, it's not a gun. Gone, it's gone, Zaga, Gonzaga Boise. Say it correctly. <laughs> Say it correctly.
1: <laughs> this TED Talk
2: from Jordan. Was Come on, let's go. <laughs> brought to you by Crime Stoppers <laughs> <laughs> and General Gridlock. <laughs> Coming up, our columnist to talk. Is Kalani Sitaki the Ted Lasso of college football? Is Plus,
1: longtime play-by-play man, BYU TV Dave McCann joins us to discuss the most difficult game remaining on BYU's schedule. And should the Cougars feel confident if they have to start a third
0: stringer again against Boise State? This is BYU Sports Nation. This portion of BYU Sports Nation is presented by Bodyguards. Protection for a life worth living. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Join
2: Dave McCann, Blaine Fowler, David Nixon as they break down BYU's big win at Utah State, preview Boise State. You know what it is, Tuesday night, 7 Eastern on the BYU TV app. let have a further review.
1: We are live in Studio B. This is your day-to-day BYU Sports play-by-play. I'm Spencer Linton. To my left sits Jerem Jordan, and to his left is the man we just introduced as the host of After Further Review. Dave McCann is back shirt, on the by program. Walking nice. to BYU Sports Nation. Nice. Throwback black t-shirt with white lettering. I haven't seen that in a while.
3: It's old school. Yeah. <laughs> farro, an old guy. <laughs> OG. Are we old enough to have old school stuff? Uh, yeah, you guys are. <laughs> I was just thinking that day-to-day play-by-play thing I've read a million times in all our games for this show. And this shows the... This is the the crown jewel of the operation. So oh, thank you so much. That's why I'm sending some karma to this show. <laughs> thank you. Yeah. Well, we can Remember, use... we were we sent Zach Wilson some karma. It was two weeks delayed. Yeah, yep. But oh, it yeah. arrived last Sunday. Well, there's a shipping issue. Two days ago, around the world. So. That's what, Yeah, because of yeah. COVID. Yeah. And um, anyway, he he was great Sunday. So yes, he was. It? it just took a while to get there.
2: That you was know, an I... amazing
3: weekend, by the way.
2: Just it was it was Zach Wilson, it was Taysom Hill, it was obviously BYU, Utah State. It was getting in the top ten. Life's good right now. I'll
3: be honest. Uh, so the Jets game went into the second session of conference. So I'm like, so I had it on my phone just uh-huh. following along on the couch, minding my own business, watching conference, looking down because they'd gone into was the last few seconds, and then they tied it and went in overtime, and and uh, and he they missed the kick, you know, to tie the game or whatever, and I was just like, he missed the kick. I'm like. Oh, Okay. And my wife looks at me disgusted, takes my phone and puts it over here, and that was that. And I'm like, what am I saying? <laughs> Could I have not just waited till four o'clock? But anyway, that was, and then Taysom was running touchdowns and bruising. It was over good, full. it was a good weekend. For- yeah for all that stuff. Dave McCann,
1: master of the dual-screen experience. <laughs> One-time <laughs> one time master. <laughs> all right, before the break, uh, we teased that we were going to discuss the BYU quarterback situation. The Cougars, well-documented in 2019, started the third stringer, Baylor Romney, who was a freshman. They were coming off a loss to South Florida against a ranked, undefeated Boise team in the rain in Lavelle Ridge Stadium in 2019. Mm. There are people that are feeling some trepidation, like Oh, man, is Boise State going to return the favor to BYU in the rain forecasted when BYU's unbeaten and ranked? And in College the football Broncos. Hall of
2: Famer Hank Bachmeier is going to be in town.
1: <laughs> the Broncos coming with a losing record. They're 2-3. and three. Like, He's a good player. Dave, what, what level of concern do you have or trepidation that Boise State's ready to repay the favor?
3: Well, I, I watched the Nevada game the other day, and Boise State didn't even look interested in that game. It was on their home field. They rushed for 22 yards. And I thought to myself, are they capable of coming down here and beating BYU and turning their season around and, and marching on like we did in, in 19? Um, I'm not sure if they are. I'm not sure if they're good enough. they got a different coach. They have a different system. They have different players. And we haven't faced Bachmeier in, in, in yet. So uh, could they do it? You bet. We see it in college football every, every Saturday. Um, but but they got to counter what BYU does best. They don't turn it over. They protect their quarterback. I mean, the the Boise quarterback's been sacked 13 times, Mm -hmm. BYU's quarterbacks, no matter who it is, four. And we're playing better teams. So our line is beastly and protecting, and our penalties are down. We haven't had very many catastrophic penalties. I can't even think of one or two that really, you know, maybe a late hit on a drive against Utah or something that really helped the other team. Uh, so, if, if no matter who our quarterback is, if we stay the course and play our game, I don't know if Boise State's good enough to overcome that. Now, if we come over and turn it over like they did, then a fake field goal, a uh, flea flicker, a 45-yard run by a guy that's fast that nobody knows, all that can happen like it did in 2019. And, uh, and, and we also had the home crowd to help, and they don't have it here. Possible, sure, but I like BYU's chances if they just... Do what they do. They don't have to be spectacular. They haven't been spectacular. You look at their offensive yeah. numbers and defensive numbers 60, 57, 91, whatever. But they've been good enough in every game.
2: Yeah, it's interesting. And I wonder if the second half against Utah State was sort of a template for what we might see this week, which was Jacob Conover didn't, and Aaron Roddick didn't say, hey, you got to win this, baby. Right. Nope, he said, Tyler, you got to win this, and then defense, you got to show up and play better. And they did, because that could have been very dangerous for BYU in the second
3: half. Ultimately, it wasn't. If it is going to be Conover on Saturday, he will have had every day of practice knowing that it's going to be him on Saturday. And not him on the sideline going, well, you know, I'm going to go in if Baylor gets hurt. But he's not going to get hurt. Jaron got, you know, and then all of a sudden you're in the game. And uh, he had what? He had the halftime to figure it out. Yeah, and
2: And I talked to him after the game. He said he knew right away. He's like, okay, I better be ready.
3: And he looked scared to death. I couldn't tell if it was his visor or what, but his eyes looked like, this is my first game since high school, which it was. Uh, and I think it took Aaron a, a few possessions to kind of get him some plays that worked for him. Um, but with a full week of practice, and he had – remember, he competed for the job in the spring and the summer and, in theory, in the fall. Um, so do what you do, and you can win with, you can win with Conover. Uh, if he throws five picks – then probably not, but he's not. I don't think they're going to have him in a position to throw five. Points.
2: Right? Isn't that gnarly though? The BYU's down to its third-string quarterback potentially, and we're still feeling good.
3: Yeah, <laughs> like, like that's that's pretty awesome. Sure, right? Sure. It's the bomb
2: of, of all things. Of yes, undefeated. being number ten and five zero. Yeah. <laughs>
1: now, what's interesting is that Boise State game in 2019 was a major turning point for BYU. Since that game, including that win, the Cougars have gone 21 and three. So they won five in a row after the South Florida loss, starting with Boise. 11-1 last year, 5-0 this year. As you have watched this team progress under Kalani Satake, what has changed to bring about this 21-3 and record in the last 24 games?
3: The offensive line. They are monsters, and they have depth, and there's monsters behind the monsters. And that wasn't the case when Taysom and Jamal were running the football. And Jamal's the all-time rushing leader, and Taysom was running all over the place. History has shown they were running for their lives now most of the time as opposed to just running. Um, but this offensive line and last year's O-line, uh, there are NFL guys on it. And next year's O-line is going to be huge. And I think that's everything. Because if you can run the football, you can do play action. If you can do play action and run the football, you've got guys that can go deep. And, and then you have your tight ends. I just think it all starts with that. And there have been years when we haven't been able to run the football. Well, this isn't that year. And last year wasn't that year. And, and Tyler Algier is the first to say, my offensive line is making it possible sure. for me. And it's not just because he's a nice guy, which he is, they are. And you look at some of the holes he ran through against Utah State and some of the plays, guys downfield blocking and this and that. I think that's everything. Cause I think that's where the mentality of toughness comes from. The Utah State coach said afterward, BYU is stronger and tougher. Where, where did that come from? Not the DBs. It came from up front where, where it matters. And I think, that's, I think that's been the big difference. Um, and that's what he didn't have when he took over the job.
2: And the fact that, yeah, BYU got out of go fast, go hard. They got into what they wanted to get to. Now now you have, uh, and, and think about it, BYU had three backups on the O-line Friday. Yeah. Campbell Barrington in at right Connor tackle Paye and Connor Pay and Joe Tukoff moving around, right? It's just different. And now uh, Tyler Algier, it's sort of, it hit me Friday. I, I think we probably knew it before, but it really hit me Friday. Oh, Tyler Algier is the
3: MVP of the team right now. Yeah. He's the MVP. Yeah. He's the best football player on the team. Ooh, I think He's, Rico's Will the Gar, best. I Will think Gar's Wilco- right there, and Rico. Okay, I Rico think Rico's be the in best. There. Yeah. Rico might be able to beat them all, like in a fight, in a cage fight. <laughs> but, um, <coughs> but I think you're right. And I think what's different with this team and with our fan base now as we move forward, and you've been talking about the toughest games coming, um, we're playing with house money. And you're like, how can we play with house money? We're 5 0, and oh, and we're trying to get to the prize. In all of independence, getting to the prize was to get into a P5. We've got to beat these Amen. P5 teams to legitimize Amen. ourselves, and then maybe we'll be a show pony enough where someone will take us. Um, well, someone's taken us, so we're there. So could we lose Saturday? Would it be catastrophic for the future of the program? No. The future of the program is going to the Big 12. Next, son, uh, next season with, with Notre Dame and, and Arkansas and Oregon. and Oregon, all that stuff, it's like, if we weren't going to a P5, it would be, oh, I'm going to stress over this because if we don't be sure, pleased, no sure. one will ever take us serious. Yep. Well, we're already, we already have the prize. And so next year we celebrate the last year of independence, which, you know, usually people celebrate the first year of independence. Sure, sure. <laughs> we're <laughs> celebrating giving up our independence. Yes. I don't know how history will play that around. First <laughs> year in 23. But, uh, and and what, I, what I'd hope when we've kind of had a running theme on AFR is uh, not to tell people how to think, but – but we as a fan base should relish in the fact that it's Tuesday, we're 5-0, and ranked number 10. Next Tuesday, we might be 6-0, and ranked number 8, or we might be ranked 16th, having a terrible loss or whatever. But, but the here and now and the present is where the fun is. Yes. The stress is in the future, and we don't have to stress anymore because the payoff is coming whether we win – the rest of the games this season and go undefeated next season. If we get jipped out of a, of, a, of a New Year's Six Bowl this year, well, it's too bad. We're going to the Big 12 as opposed to, well, we are, this is it for us. Independence isn't sustainable. We can't get where we want to go. Well, I think that's what changes this. And I, and I hope fans, if we go undefeated, that'll be awesome. If we, if we don't, we're having a great time. We've accomplished our goal as an independent, and it's coming in 2023. So let's enjoy Saturday. We are going to wear our sweatshirts because it'll finally yep. be sweatshirt yep. weather. Uh, we're on national TV again. The, the team's kick. flying high. We had big recruits coming in. They're choosing BYU. Oh, the all in the last couple elevated. weeks.
2: I, I had a conversation where I was like, "Hey, we're get, we're getting some interest we were not before." Oh yeah, the yeah.
3: payoff the payoff is already here. So that's why I say house money. Uh, and then we go out and play loose, win every game, yeah. and and uh, and we'll still probably go to a lesser bowl than if we can than when we're in the Big Twelve. And we take second place. You know what I want? Yeah. I want to have a Dependence Day celebration. <laughs>
2: in 23? Yeah, like July July 1st or whatever. 1st,
1: 2023. Bring in Bowlesby and yes. all the guys there, and have them just take be, away our freedoms. There will be a, a Dependence Day, Day celebration. you by
2: Depends, the diaper.
1: Okay, Dave, uh, <laughs> you said you were paying attention to our conversation. About... I don't know if we needed to go there on the Depends thing. I, I thought that
3: really <laughs> took us a do
1: Oh, my goodness. That's why this is BYU. Most difficult games left on the schedule. Jeremy and I think that it's at Baylor and then at USC and then
3: Boise State number three.
1: How would you rank the toughest games remaining on BYU's schedule?
3: The biggest emotional game will be Virginia um, for Bronco and all that stuff. And, And they're They're capable. Uh, as we saw. They beat Miami the other day in a, in a good one. So that's the emotional one. i lucky on that one, but yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like a lot lucky on yeah, that one. Yeah. But hey, you know what? A, Sometimes hey, we get happens. lucky. It happens. It happens. It's, it's great. Uh, so it's the one of the three, USC, Baylor, or Boise State. And um, I don't think it's Boise State <clears> based on <throat> how Boise has been. Yeah. Um, I don't understand Baylor. I don't know if they're really good or not. Uh, their biggest test was this last week in Oklahoma State beat them. But it's there, and it's on a Big 12 venue. So I would put that one as the toughest. With USC the second, because we don't even know what USC is going to yeah, be. What, what yes, will they we, be?
2: We agree with that order.
3: And I'll tell you yeah. this. If we are undefeated or 10-1 or whatever, going to the Coliseum Thanksgiving weekend, mm. we will have more fans at the USC game than USC. Oh, yeah.
1: There's a real possibility.
3: Because USC won't be chasing the prize. Uh, And won't that be fun? All of a sudden, we started in Vegas by taking over that place. We will finish in the L.A. Coliseum. And if you think there is a strong BYU following in Vegas, wait till you see Southern California. Oh, it's incredible.
2: Oh, 07, BYU plays UCLA in the Rose Bowl. And I just hear this roar and I think, oh, UCLA just came out. (laughs)
3: <laughs> no, it was BYU. Yeah. Like it was like
2: the spiritual moment. It was. It is going to
3: agitate the Trojan loyalists <laughs> like sure. never I, before. Yes.
2: I have a theory. It's, I call it pioneer settlement theory. So they would occupy space, annoy the locals, and then they'd say, "Hey, you need to leave now." This happens in all these venues in the West West Coast Conference, Santa <laughs> Clara. You know, it's like, "Hey, we're going to raise the tickets." Then you know that's going to happen in, in USC. So
3: what I like coming up is you got USC and Utah. We win that game. Yes. Whoever wins is going to help our schedule, and then you got Arizona State, Utah the next week. We win that game. Whoever wins that game is going to help us. So, even the decent teams that we've beaten can now start helping us as we just try to. We got to take down Boise sure. State and then just go to the next one. Can we run the table? Yes, we can run the table, but one at a time in those matchups. When again, like like we were last month and in, in the summer, you look at twelve. You're going oh, 12's a lot. I don't think you can win all twelve. No one wins all 12 except for Alabama, and sometimes they don't win all 12 or 13 or 14 or however many games they play. But when you line them up mano a mano, it's like, why shouldn't we win that game? Yep, this year it's possible. And then all of a sudden you can win all. You can't win them all at once, but BYU can line up and win them all after getting through the first five.
2: It'd be awesome. And, oh, by the way, the day of the USC game, BYU at Utah Basketball.
3: Yeah, it's going to be good. It's, it's going to be a great day. A Two days night. after Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving weekend.
2: Ooh, that'll be good. Life's Football,
3: good. family, fun. Remember, we've sat on this show being at what, uh, the 4 9 season? That was still on this show. Yeah. This is, we've gone we through forgotten. lows and highs and whatever. <laughs> it's all good right now. It is all good for, for Cougar fans. And, and then it just trickles down all the sports. You know, you turn on BYU TV and you see volleyball, soccer, whatever. You're, you're seeing a you're seeing national power. In every sport, and but football leads the way, and so we celebrate five and zero tonight on Afr. We'll celebrate the artistry of Tyler Algiers. Yeah, mm. yes, in a variety of angles, yeah. and uh, and get ready for Saturday with a big uh, uh, countdown to kickoff. I interviewed Tyler and um, asked him, "Hey, there's the Big Twelve coming. There's BYU's all-time leading rushing record coming. There's the NFL coming. What what's most important to you?" And he'll give you the answer Saturday during Kill. countdown. Right,
1: we look forward That's to why it. they
3: pay the big bucks. Yes. Okay? <laughs> let's call the tease.
1: Dave, we look forward to further review. Thanks so much. Thank you. Good to see you.
3: Dependence Day. Dependence Day. July, July 1st, 2023. 1st, 2023. Well, let's, see, yeah, let's seek a different sponsor. <laughs> Let's, let's go to it's work. Yeah. There's got to be something it's better. It's on yes. brand. Like, like some, some kind of ice cream maker or something. <laughs> not, not that. Not, not that. Let's, not let's, adult diapers? Uh, not? Up, oh, we'll come on, up man. With come Independence on, man. Day, though. I like it.
2: Coming up, which rivalry games need to stay when BYU joins the Big 12? And is Navy the new black? We're talking uniforms? We, you bet. You have are. a daughter named Navy. Yeah,
1: that's going to be awesome. There. This is BYU Sports Nation.
2: Are you going to have a daughter named Royal, too?
0: No. This portion of BYU Sports Nation is presented by Visible Supply Chain Management. BYU Football with Kline Stake is
2: tonight, 8.30 Eastern, with Greg Bell, Klein Stake, of course, Gabe Summers, Ben Bywater in the film room, and Chris Jackson's amazing journey from homelessness wow. to BYU in the newest deep Blue.
1: He is Jeremiah Spencer. This is BYU Sports Nation. To interact with the show and get fantastic content at any point in your day, follow us on our social media platforms, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and TikTok. Kay. You said we were bringing it on TikTok, by the way? Yeah. We are. I we're, went, I went through it last night. We're bringing it on night. TikTok it's super now. fun.
2: Okay, we got another one in the book. All right. We're, we got our own couch guy yes. version. Couch yes. guy yes. things yes. coming up. Okay. Crime Stoppers tip line seemed to have worked. The Crime Stoppers tip line worked! At Reddit College Football, a repre- quote: A representative from the University of Utah told KSL.com that the boot, the Beehive boot, uh-huh. is in their facility... Uh-huh. And And will soon be in BYU's possession. Oh, I love it. The Beehive Boot is coming back. I love
1: it. It's been a minute. Well earned by BYU for defeating Utah. 09 is the
2: last time BYU would have won the Beehive Boot. 12 years.
1: Right. Beehive Boot's coming home after 12 years. Hit it. It's coming home. (laughs) All right, good news. Crime Stoppers tip working. (laughs) Let's whip it. Cougar Whip Around, presented by Visible Supply Chain Management, tackling America's most challenging what? shipping problem. What
2: was it? So like a hotline people would call yes, in it it and like, so-and-so's committing a crime. Yeah. Well, shouldn't they call the police?
1: Call 451-8888. Oh, you remember it? or
2: whatever, something like that. Oh, okay, that. Yeah. okay, okay. <laughs> Wait, shouldn't they call it cops though? Okay, Fred McMurphy projects BYU versus Cincinnati in the Fiesta Bowl. Stuart Mandel is BYU in the Fiesta Bowl against Oklahoma. And Yahoo projects BYU versus Penn State in the Peach Bowl. Which would you rather? That would be nice, right?
1: Oh, Jerem, I would love BYU to play Oklahoma in the Fiesta That'd be Bowl. Fun, right? I would love that matchup. Obviously, any New Year's Six bowl game is amazing, but there's something about facing Spencer Rattler and Oklahoma, who I feel like, as the number six team in America, they're a little bit of fool's gold because they've kind of struggled this year. I would love for BYU to test their might against Oklahoma in a New Year's Six game.
2: BYU might play Oklahoma in the next two years. Um, well, well twenty sorry, twenty three and twenty four. But I would love uh, to play Penn State. Okay. That would be awesome. Not, no, but, honestly, not picky. If you're always in sixth New Year's Six game, Fantastic. they can play whoever. I don't care.
1: All right. Yahoo's Pete Thamel says, BYU has the best chance in the West to make the college football playoff. Jerem, are you buying this as the best team in the West?
2: Well, those are two different questions to me. Uh, chance and are they the best? Uh, I don't I don't know. I, th- I think Oregon's got a pretty good shot still, despite the loss. They'd have to run the table, obviously, but I still think they're pretty good. Um, but yeah, BYU might because it has fewer Power Fives than the Pac-12, and and they're very winnable, as we've talked about for the past. Year.
1: I mean, who else is in the West that has a chance? even has a chance? Fresno State just lost to Hawaii.
2: No, I'm not gonna. Like, like they're done. They're the, three and two. The question was to make the playoff, right? I, I don't see. I don't think BYU has a chance to make. That's that's just me. Or just, like, we're mean, talking New York right, six. Right. Possibly.
1: Yeah. I know you don't think they have a chance, but yeah. this is just the Do best the chance best of any chance? team in the
2: West. Maybe. Is
1: yeah. that BYU? Yeah. Strangely I am buying this because I think Oregon has looked too inconsistent. Uh, they got the big win against Ohio State, struggled against Fresno State, won that game, but then just lost to Stanford. Good. Uh Oregon I think is probably gonna lose another game this year because the yeah. Pac twelve is so
2: You lose two? Around.
1: Prototypically eating itself and ruining college football playoff chances. Eating it
2: itself just... is a compliment. They're not good enough. Someone has to win zero or one games. Like yeah. Lose zero or one games. I mean,
1: say what you will about the chances. you might have the best chance.
2: Crazy. And a quote to uh, Pete Thamel, who uh, runs the C-Block here. Aaron Roderick likened Kalani Satake to Ted Lasso. Yep. It's Klanitaki, the Ted Lasso of College Football. Let's read this quote. Okay. It all comes back to Klanitakia, said Roderick Tiago, and how BYU is overcoming injuries starting 5-0. He's like the Ted Lasso of College Football coaches. He's so positive all the time. Our players love playing for him and coming in the building every day. Practice is fun and meetings are fun. Created such a fun environment to play and coach.
1: I just want to know if he does biscuits with the boss with uh, Tom Holmo. <laughs> you know? <laughs> does does I'm he make stumped.
2: His... I'm stumped more than Paul Bunyan's local for us? <laughs>
1: And does he hate brown garbage water known as tea?
2: <laughs> There's so many good uh, I love that my Mariners <laughs> took on the believe mantra just the last like yes. week. It was fun. I yeah. could see it. I mean,
1: there are certainly worked, qualities but... to Kalani Satake that exists in the show Ted Lasso and in the character Ted Lasso. So much heart in Ted Lasso, right? Yeah. Yes. Hope. Belief. Never giving up on your guys. Positivity. Um, yeah. If there were a coach in college football to compare him to, yeah, Kalani's... Definitely in the conversation. I right? would go
2: more my like Mike Bundy, like a little naive. The Southern draw, like Ted Lasso, is that, but he's also like super naive. to What's going on? Like relative to okay, the, oh, so the you, the you co- like
1: you like like Gundy, Oklahoma like, State's coach.
2: Like Mike if Mike Gundy and Klaine's talking came together, that would be Ted Lasso. Okay, yeah,
1: okay. <laughs> the initial simulated BCS rankings, oh Jerem.
2: I wrote an article in high school about explaining the BCS
1: for twenty twenty one. They're out. The computers have BYU Sweet. ranked number nine. Oh, my gosh. Are you ready to go back to the BCS formula? Only when it's convenient. When it works for BYU? Yeah. Hey,
2: number nine. Oh, yes. that's one so spot Why do we go back to the this? Poll. No. Mm. No. Consuela. Mm.
1: No. I would have no problem with the BCS formula being a measuring tool if the college football playoff expanded to twelve. I it's use- got to
2: expand to 12.
1: Right. So if and when it expands to 12, it's like, okay, we're going to use the BCS formula to figure well, out like the 10th through 12th. Like- well,
2: just use it as a tool. Like it doesn't have to be the final decision, but it could be like a sorting tool or a starting point L- or to a, a data point at a minimum. Sure.
1: Listen to this. This this sounds pretty good though. Number one, Alabama. <laughs> when BYU's ninth, it sounds good. No, just like it, it seems legit. Alabama one, Georgia two, Iowa three, Penn state four, Cincinnati five, Oklahoma six, Michigan seven, Ohio State 8, BYU 9, Oregon 10.
2: That's
1: pretty good. Hey, I know we all hated the computer models for it's, it's a while. It's
2: still as Coastal at 16, so I hate it. Do
1: you do you prefer the computer model over what happened with the college football playoff committee last year?
2: Ay yeah, ay. If the committee was more favorable to BYU, we would have. <laughs> Where does the All-Navy combo rank on your uni power rankings for this season? Holy cow.
1: Um, I'm still a fan of anything that features white and royal. And BYU's worn a couple of white and royal combos. So it's probably, I don't know, number three in my power ranking. It's super clean. Uh, It's going to be fun to see the navy helmet with the stretch Y, a unique look we've never seen for BYU uh,
2: in the modern era. Yeah.
1: Number three, I guess, on my uniform power ranking. I'm with
2: you. I love white. And I love a little royal accent in there, right? Um, The all-royal's fun. I do like the old navy more than I thought, though. And let me let me tell you and show you why. When you look at the Dominator, which is what Doctor Billy Nixon said, <coughs> I look at the Dominator and I'm like, oh, I don't like it. Here's why: tan is the worst. Yep. Tan is terrible. Yes. Tan is a plague to the BYU jersey in years past. Luckily, it's gone. We're good. It's clean, crisp, fresh, fire, amazing. Yeah, navy, navy and, white. and the little white accents is wonderful. It's going to look great.
1: It's going to look so good on national television.
2: It'll look great on ABC. It really will. It'll look great on Skycam. I'm assuming there's Skycam because ABC 130, okay? Skycam is important to our production team because there's way better footage. And those are your uniform power rankings. I don't know where it is. It's number four and a (laughs) half. Coming up, Top 5 Tuesday with the best from Logan last Friday.
1: Where does the Boise State rivalry fit when BYU goes big time in the Big 12. Ooh. Will that series continue? What about Utah State? This is BYU Sports Nation.
2: Good
0: questions. Let's answer them. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store. Official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. On the latest BYU Sports Nation right now,
2: having the wagon wheel back in Provo just feels right, but Really, the best way to celebrate being five and out. BYU football can help with that. Check it out on the BYU and Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. Well, yeah.
1: listen, the wagon wheel's great and all, but the beehive boots. Oh, boot, the beehive boots. According to our Crime Stoppers tip line,
2: listen, we actually have a phone number you can call and leave a <laughs> message. We did that previously. We need to throw that back out there. Oh boy, do we? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, w- I want to play some voicemails from you guys. Yeah. Hey, oh, we, oh, I'm told we have bigger things coming there.
1: Oh, we boy. were discussing the. Need to pronounce Boise yeah, yeah,
2: the right way. Really important. Come on. okay.
1: Uh, at fine FinePOAC okay. says, tweets in, uh, his is his. Uh, as, like the word as, A-Z. Noise is also with a Z. He's like, yeah, it's just the way it is. Okay, No, it's not. So the, the, there's the argument for Boise, Boise. But it's like, hey, people from Boise, they say it Boisey. We should accommodate the way that the people from the city say the city's name, right?
2: Mostly, yes.
1: Yes. Yes. I can't think of a circumstance where it's like.
2: Like, I'm not going to say, you know, when BYU plays, you know, down Greenville, South Carolina. I'm not going to say it like that, but that's not a local sound. You know what I'm saying? Greenville. Greenville, South Carolina. Well, <laughs> okay. My dad's a Southerner. I got a Boise.
1: It. Yes. I, I appreciate the tweet, but. I, I don't.
2: I'm now, just kidding. I'm just kidding. Thanks. Now,
1: here, here is the real question, Jerem. Because Boise factors into this, as does Utah State and, of course, the Utes. Which rivalry game are you most interested in continuing when BYU becomes an official member of the Big 12 in 2023?
2: Uh, okay, it's BYU playing three or four non-conference games, and I want to play Utah every year until Jesus comes back. I don't know about Utah State and Boise State specifically. I would like an FCS game in there. Okay. If it's four, then I say, yeah, I think there's probably room for Utah State in there okay. um, and then somebody else. But BYU fans, uh, PSA, when BYU goes to the Big 12, for like three seasons, we're going to be in make-a-bowl mode. Okay? Well, are they, make-a-bowl Are mode. they though,
1: because of the transition? like This isn't going to be a stark contrast of a change as we
2: think. I, I need to see BYU do this beyond this one season like to be like, all right, we're not in make-a-bowl mode. Because there will be a down year here and there. Just know that. Just know. Sometimes BYU won't, won't make a bowl. What qualifies as a down year? Like not make a six? bowl.
1: Okay. So a down year is not making yeah. a bowl.
2: If you don't make a bowl, you suck.
1: BYU has yeah. only missed a bowl game one time in the last 27 year? Or sorry. Yeah. No, no,
2: no. They missed so 3 4 Oh, sorry. That's, two, right. Three, four. that's right. That's right. That's right. The, I call that the apostasy of BYU football. Okay. Um, two of those were on my mission. What a blessing. But yes, I, do you want BYU to play a big-time opponent not named Utah and I think the fans do, but I'm not sure it's wise given how tough the Big 12 schedule will be. So it just depends. Again, this will be a scheduling philosophy thing. Oh, we still have this combo in the Big 12. Sorry. Not sorry. I, I, uh, you know, I, I love the Utah game. I, lo- I love the Boise State game, but I'm not sure there's room for it because it's another tough game every year. So I, I do think there needs to be Utah, FCS, and then if it's only three, you need to discuss whether that is Utah State, whether that is Boise State, or it's somebody else, okay. whether it's a big-time opponent or a winnable G5. I lo- I do love playing Utah State, though. I wouldn't want to completely scratch that off the schedule. And I think Boise State's a really I- – I've said this. Of all the games we've scheduled in Independence, I have loved the series every year with Boise State. I thought this has been one of my favorites.
1: Okay. I am in favor – of appeasing both Boise State and Utah State to a degree.
2: And well and Brigham let's not act like it's just that Why not
1: in. alternate those games? And Okay. Every other year you're playing Boise State and then Utah State. And you can determine with Utah State if it's a true home and road every other year. With Boise State I think that would be fair. Will
2: BYU be in that position where Utah State would agree to that. I wonder.
1: I don't know where it's like. Hey, we'll play you three they times. We
2: P five. We'll
1: play you three times in the next six years. We
2: declare and two road games. Twice
1: are going to be tw- two games are going to be in Provo and once is going to be in Logan. Like, yeah. is BYU in the position where they could say, "Hey, we'll come to Logan once every six years"? So alternate, alternate <laughs> Utah State once every six years.
2: The herd's going to dissipate. It's going to dissolve into dust like everybody at the end of Infinity War. How much
1: does Utah State want that game to continue is my point.
2: They want it so bad, dude.
1: Okay, then they would probably agree to, yes, we'll go to Provo twice every six years if you come to Logan once every six years. Right? And then BYU will alternate with Boise State.
2: Utah State?
1: So Utah, the game with Utah absolutely needs to continue, but alternate Utah State and Boise State every other year.
2: I need to know if we're playing three or four non-con games. Because that sort of dictates how aggressive or not not. I
1: know, would maybe. imagine that the Big 12 will probably play nine games. And it will probably be, okay, you play, well, may, maybe it's only eight, Jeremy. I don't know. Because if you have two six-team divisions, you play the five in your division. And then you play three in the other division. And then the next year, you play the other three in the other division. That's nice. So maybe it's only eight maybe games. Maybe it's
2: only eight. And uh, then you get some better non-con matchups, maybe?
1: I've talked my way into thinking it'll be an eight game Big 12 Listen, schedule. Listen, everyone the,
2: thinks they can be they're just stuck in the way they the, no, you get new info and you learn and you evolve, you know. Come on. All right. shout out to the top 10.
1: Plus the top 5 plays from BYU's win against Utah State in Logan. In where? Ogden. Once every 6 years in Ogden Logan in this Ogden
0: is, Ogden. This is BYU Sports Nation. This portion of BYU Sports Nation is presented by Delta Airlines. Keep climbing. This portion of BYU Sports Nation is presented by Mountain America, the official credit union of BYU Athletics. BYU Sports Nation, always
1: available on demand via the BYU TV and BYU radio apps.
0: Download the pod, Google BYU Sports
2: Nation podcast, subscribe, rate, and review the show.
1: Time for Top 5 Tuesday, presented by Delta Airlines. Keep climbing. Today, top five plays from BYU's 14-point win in Logan against Utah State. Jerem, start us off.
2: Number five, first quarter, third and ten. Isaac Rex goes up, gets the grab, tracks the toe. bobbling the ball, 19 yards on a little Third and ten action. Isaac Rex, well done. At number four, first play
1: for the BYU offense. Baylor Romney looking deep for Puka Nakua. Look at him attack the ball. Comes back for the grab. Nakua, 42 yards later, celebrating a big first down for BYU. I expect much more of this in the future, Jeremy.
2: Rod Welkerson-esque from Orem High. Number three, second quarter, Tyler Algier, 59 yards to the casa. Slight stumble, Algier hits the hole, and then no Aggies wanted to touch him. Social distancing in effect, and he kind of burns into the right corner and goes into the end zone for a touchdown. One of three touchdowns on the night.
1: And what was nearly his third touchdown of the night, Jerem, Tyler Algier, when BYU needed it most... In one of those weird scenarios in the fourth quarter. Up 7. 67 yards. How about the blocks from Puka Nakua on the left side as well. Down to the half-yard line. He would later seal it with a touchdown. And ice the win for BYU. Incredible blocks by Nakua once again. Algier, 218 yards. Top 10 rushing performance all time individually in BYU football history.
2: I go to the bathroom for one play. I know. One, One play. And the top play from BYU's win over Utah State. Utah State's opening drive, Malik Moore. This is one of the best interceptions we've seen in a long time from BYU. Right hand, keeps it in with the left. Oh, my gosh. This is incredible. Malik Moore, second pick of the year, fourth career. The way he controlled this and balanced and turned onto his back was amazing. Uh, yes, Jeremy. he mossed the
1: receiver. It's not often of a defensive back. You mosses. got Moss! Yes, you got a yeah. boy, Malik. He got moored. Uh, if you missed the interview I did with Malik Moore after the game, uh, one, of my favorite, one of my favorites all season.
2: <laughs> yeah. You probably a towel coming over. Because it was Friday, he didn't have to go to bed and go to church. Just right. Just kind hang out, you, right? you could just
1: stay up a little just bit. Rock
2: me, mama, like a wagon. Right?
1: Yes, they sang. Malik said, I'm going to get myself a pizza. I'm going to eat the whole thing. It's going to be great. That's
2: no joke, by the way. Oh, yeah. That happened after the uh, basketball practice. That was legit. They a eat a whole pr- a, eat a whole, whole pizza. pizza. Like one for every guy.
1: Our question of the day, in your opinion... What are the toughest games left on undefeated and 10th-ranked BYU schedule? Our Elite Voice of the Day presented by Sundance Mountain Resort. Tyson Peterson answers on Twitter. This week at Boise is our Mr. T. A pity the fool. Next week at Baylor is our Ivan Drago. I will break you. Virginia is our Apollo. Ooh. Coming to America. And USC is our Tommy Gun. Oh, wow. Very All good. All Rocky references. Wow, okay. That's pretty
2: good, man. I like that, Tyson. That's great. That's pretty good. That's well, played. that's truly elite. That's great. Some days I'm like, I don't know. That, really, that yeah, one was. That that, one, that <laughs> one was worth it.
1: Today's rise and shoutouts presented by Mountain America, the official credit union of BYU athletics. For
2: Twitter, staying up and then uh, top ten. You got number one cross country, fifth men's uh, men's cross country, women were number one, ninth women's volleyball, tenth football.
1: Our thanks to today's guest, Dave McCann. Hard to
2: Dennis, no time, bro.
1: For Jerem Jordan, I am Spencer Linton. Shout out to Chris Hale. After further review, BYU football with Kalani Satake. Brand new episodes tonight on the BYU TV app. We'll see you then. Go Cougs.